Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome new listeners to Season 2, Episode 12 of How I Met Your Podcast. First time in New York and a special 4th of July weekend recording. Hooray! Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. And there was one other important birthday on the 4th. And happy birthday to our illustrious host, Steve. Yes. It was my 45th birthday. It was wonderful. I, on the 4th of July. I would have preferred it not being during COVID so that maybe we could have had some friends over, but that's okay. We take what we can get, and I had a nice relaxing weekend with my family. We cooked out. We went out to dinner at an outdoor seating restaurant. It was lovely. And I am excited about First Time in New York because this was a good episode, and I feel like we've got quite a few really good ones in the next, you know, five to ten episodes. Try a great episode. So I have a... Oh, I didn't introduce Jen. Hi, Jen. Hey. Did you want to add anything? <laughs> um, no, just this was a great episode. I have a list, and I'll give you a couple choices because I, I found two lists. Um, they might have both come from What Culture, one of the multimedia sites or entertainment cheap sites that I get updates from for some reason. So here's your choices. I'll read just one of these today. Would you rather hear a top ten list of the best musical numbers on How I Met Your Podcast or the ten most inappropriate jokes or themes by today's standard that don't hold up? Um, musical numbers. Okay. Musical Best musical numbers in, descending, or in ascending order is ten, Sandcastles in the Sand. Okay. Strong one. Strong start. Number nine, Super Date. I gotta say, I like the Sandcastles in the Sand better than Super Date. Hmm. What says you? I don't remember Super Date all that well, but I remember it being somewhat funny. So I think I could go with it. I think I can agree with number nine thus far. Really? Better than Sandcastles in the Sand? Yeah, I could see that. Sandcastles in the Sand isn't that great. I mean, it's funny for the video aspect of it, but if we're talking about... Well, I guess are we talking about what's a good song or what's a good production? Well, I would say that Sandcastles in the Sand, I mean, if we throw in the story that surrounds it, it's better because it has Simon. And I don't think that's what we're counting. Okay, that's fair. All right, number eight, The Beaver Song. Good one. See, I didn't care for that that much. It was very gimmicky, but I I thought it was funny because... Robin was trying to dissuade the group from recognizing that it was dirty lyrics. Right. And that, you know, it's a nice, innocent song. Don't take the words and twist them into dirty meanings when there was no other way to interpret it. I remember liking it more in rewatches. I remember at the time that it first aired thinking they were trying too hard. Mm, Yeah, I could see that. Number seven, Barney Stinson, That Guy's Awesome. That should be number one. That one's great. I think that's a bit of a stretch as a musical number, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's more like, like thirty a video. seconds. But I'll take it. Number six, Murder Train. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and I like um, how Murder Train is used throughout the rest of the series, like after it's introduced. Yeah, you, you have to like watch carefully to catch it. <laughs> yeah. Number five, the puzzles theme song. Right now, I don't even remember that. No. I, I sort of remember that. Yes, there was one, but I c- could never reproduce any tune of it right now. I guess we'll have to wait till we get there. Huh. No, I don't remember that at all. 
It, it especially shouldn't be so high because it wasn't very memorable. But I feel like, should we take a break and Google it? <laughs> Maybe it's amazing and we just forgot. No, I could wait until <clears throat> we get there. Number four, let's go to the mall. Now, I'm surprised that's not number one. The one that's number one doesn't surprise me because it was so celebrated across critical mass. Okay. Number three, P.S. I Love You, which, yeah, there's no way that should be above almost most of these. Number two, You Just Got Slapped. (laughs) That's got a good tune to it, but yeah, not, not anywhere near Let's Go to the Mall. Right. And what do you think the number one is? I mean, obviously, it's nothing suits me like a suit. Right, correct. All right, and that's it. We'll maybe do the other ranking next time. Okay. So let's jump into this episode. The narrator starts off telling us about Robin's different stages of saying I love you, or of getting to the place where she can say I love you. It starts off with Ted killing a spider for her in his apartment, and there's a comedic Barney fleeing the apartment when it's mentioned (laughs) that there's a spider. Which can take us back to the cockamouse, right. where Barney was masculinity shaming Marshall about running out for either a mouse or a cockroach from the apartment. Right, and he he left something in the hallway, and yeah, does his awesome NPH, you know, he like throws his run. throws his arms up in the air, and like, <laughs> and then he, he Ted says he got it or he has it, and then oh nope, still alive, and then Barney leaves again. Yeah. Robin gets sick, and Ted takes care of her and kisses her even though she's sick, and then she almost says it on the phone. Then we get the next scene is at Robin's apartment, and she mentions that her sister Katie's coming to town to visit as Ted's walking in, and Ted mentions that he is going to take her and everyone to the Empire State Building. We know that the Empire State Building is sort of a running theme of you know, Ted's worshiping of architecture spot. Mm-hmm. It comes back a few times. This moment makes, again, Robin feel love for Ted, but instead she says falafel. We never falafel. really get an explanation of that. She mentions it to, in the next scene, to Lily as they're at the airport to pick up Katie. And Robin confesses that she's never said I love you to anybody. Yeah, Robin um, uses an example from Barney's freeway theory that she's never gotten to this point with a guy before because she usually takes the three-week exit. I kind of like Barney's freeway theory. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I have found that there's very repeatable moments in relationships where they've ended for me and for people I know. And so, you know, it's, often it can be early on. Three weeks is a good one. Three months, I find, is a very important one because if your relationship is going to go beyond the three-month part, the three-month time frame, you're starting to get into I love you territory, mm-hmm. I find. Yeah, so I disagree right. with his seven months, although seven months is another good one. Yeah, seven months. That's when he so. says Robin and Ted are going to break up. Is that, do we track that? They don't break up till after a year. So it's a full, we know that it's a full year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we don't actually know how long they've been dating at this point. I mean, I guess if they got together at the end of last season, I think this episode came out in January. I don't know. I don't know how time works in sitcoms. I mean, I guess it was just Christmas, so yeah, I guess it is January in real time, too. So what are we saying? They've been together. I mean, the, se- the seasons end in May. 
Correct. And so if it was made in January, they've already gone yeah, past Yeah, because it got the together the months. very last episode of last season. Is there a seasonal timestamp we can put on it? I don't think we can. Not really. I mean, outside of just, you know, last episode was Christmas. That's all we got. So, yeah, who knows how long they've been dating at this point. All right. If anybody can think of a good landmark of time that the last season might have ended if we're missing a mention of a holiday. Well, maybe it was or... the end of... I guess it was the end of summer because Lily came back from her summer fellowship. So I guess Lily... Lily came back from her fellowship at the end of summer, and that's when Marshall and Lily got back together, but Ted and Robin were back together, or well, were together at the the, the breakup. That. So that was the beginning of summer. So yeah, I guess they've already been together about seven months, I would think. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. They're, and they're going to be a while t- together for, you know, months more to go. Yeah. So definitely not the seven-month one. That was not a good call by Barney. And Robin gets a decent line in when Robin men- when Barney mentions the first exit ramp is six hours can be done while she's in the shower. And Robin says, I find it interesting that women after being with you feel the need to take a shower. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> Lily says she can relate because she you know, knows that little things can bother you in a relationship and... For example, she had one guy who could only pee when playing classical music. Turns out to be Marshall. Sort of a throwaway joke. It comes back, and you knew, and you knew it would. They couldn't put that out there without having to come back. Right. Well, but going back to Barney's, um, yeah, the shower theory. We already saw when Barney was pretending to be Ted, that girl was taking a shower when they came in, trying to catch Ted, and then he leaves when. The I love you girl, Meg, is it? Is taking a shower I when he's so. pretending to live in the apartment that or the, right. that Lily and Marshall are going to buy. And he takes the girl back to that apartment and he's planning on ditching her in it the whole time. But he waits for her to get in the shower, I think. Right. So, yeah, we see this play out a little bit with Barney. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other exits are four days, three weeks, seven months, a year and a half, 18 years, and then death. And then we get, you know, a typical marriage is the worst kind of joke from Barney saying, which if you're with the same woman for your entire life, it's like, are we there yet? I didn't even write that down. Yeah, I'll let that one go by. Yeah, it's probably my worst joke of the episode, which was a tough one because I thought this episode had a lot of really high points. I didn't really hate anything in it. Yeah. Katie shows up. She looks sort of like a young Mila Kunish. Well, you know she's actually famous herself, right? No, who is she? Uh, Lucy Hale. She's Keep going. Pretty Little Liars for like years and years and years. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen that show. No. <laughs> okay, good. Good for Lucy Katie. She shows up and immediately starts making out with some douche. Fauxhawk and all. I didn't really think that was a fauxhawk. That's what Robin called it. Yeah. Close enough, but... And... <laughs> Kyle gets introduced, and he goes, looks like hotness runs through the family. And Robin says, you said that. (laughs) But before that, (laughs) right before that, so who is this tongue person? Hmm. Like, Robin is just so flustered by this whole situation, she doesn't know how to talk. Yeah, we've never known Robin to act even a little bit prudish. I guess we can get it. It's her little sister. But this is very out of character for Robin. If she's, is she 15 or 16? I 
I don't know. I I don't know if we ever find out how old she is. Because at one point... Ted said he lost his virginity the same age as she's trying to, which means 17. 16. No, he was 16. Ah, uh, he said 17. I think he said 16 and Robin was 17. No, I think, you have, I think it was opposite. No, you're right. Ted is 17. Okay. Yeah, and I think... But I don't think she's 17. She doesn't look 17. And I feel like also, you know, 17's not... I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on your relationship with your sibling or whatever, but I don't know that 17, I would be that concerned compared to, like, I don't know, 14 or 15. I don't think I'd be concerned at all. I mean, I don't have a sister, so I I might feel differently. I don't even have a daughter. So I can't really speak with experience, but... Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, looking back through, I don't think we ever actually find out how old she is. It turns out they've been dating two months. Kyle's also in town to see family. I get the impression, I don't think you'll disagree, that the whole reason Kyle is going to visit family is so that him and Katie can get it on at his cousin's house instead of having to try and sneak around where they live. And she And she figures that Robin's cool, she'll let me get away with it and not rat me out to the parents. Right. Yeah, I can see that. So Robin introduces Lily, Kyle says, hot. And Robin goes, you say things. <laughs> I love these responses by her. They're right. very good. <laughs> and Katie wants to stay with Kyle. So we get into a little argument here with that. Right. And this is where we find, I mean, I guess we don't find out for sure that, you know, his cousin lives alone. But the impression is, yeah, if they go to his cousins, then things will be able to happen. Right. And so Robin's not trying to let that happen. We go to McLaren's and we get Robin just trying to convince the gang to help her stop her sister from having sex with Kyle. It's a very short scene. (laughs) We get, you know, three guys who are really not experts in having conversations about not having sex. Yeah, talking a girl out of having (laughs) sex. Yeah, I don't know about that one. And Barney points out that discouraging premarital sex is against his religion, so Mm -hmm. he's not going to help. Yeah, none of those jokes really landed for me, but it was a short scene. Unlike the next scene, (laughs) this scene at the Empire State Building has to be the longest scene in the entire run of How I Met Your Mother. I don't know, but you missed a good joke later, or like right after that. Um, Yeah, yeah, the guys are all kind of like blowing her off, and she's like, yeah, I'm supposed to help her make good and responsible decisions. And Lily points out that it's two o'clock, and she's already had three scotch and sodas. And Robin's like, yeah, that's why I need your help, Mm -hmm. which I like. Okay. Good joke. We're at the Empire State Building, and we get introduced to the concept of fun facts. Fun facts, my favorite. And so these are peppered throughout this scene. And Robin says that this is actually, you know, she said to Katie, this is her first time in the Empire State Building. And Katie immediately starts to recognize the metaphor that's building here of... You know, Robin saying, I'm glad I waited to do it with the mm-hmm. right people. Right. And Lily says, you know, she's glad she waited to do something so important, like come to the Empire State Building with her fiancé. <laughs> and Marshall <laughs> says that he uh, was part of an abstinence pledge in high school, which is cool. And stay away from drugs. Other than pot. Everyone's agreeing, except for, and they're all saying at the same time. And, of course, Barney's going the other way. Sex is fun. <laughs> this reminds me of a lot of other times where everyone's kind of saying one thing and Barney just is not going with the flow. Right. 
the next the the one that stands out to me is when Robin's realizing that none of them watch her show, <laughs> right? And they're all like the sort of like kind <laughs> of trying seen to, it. yeah. <laughs> That's what we've been saying. <laughs> That's a great episode. Yeah, uh, try great episode. You already made that joke. Yeah, but I did it better. <laughs> Katie points out that Robin was only sixteen when she lost her virginity. And then goes into detail about her and how her and Kyle have done everything else but, which we don't get to hear detail of because we get la, 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 la mm-hmm. from Robin covering her ears. So we don't know what she described, but for one piece of it, at least, Marshall says he was jealous. <laughs> right. Even Kyle gets to do that. But we okay. aren't sure what that is. Right, what do you think it is? It, I mean, it can't be butt stuff, right? I mean, I that, that's, that's too close to, you know, having lost your virginity. I, it's... Uh, even Kyle gets to do that. Now, if you're doing it to the person, why would Lily deny him anything unless it's butt stuff? I don't know. This conversation's making me uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Are we a G-rated podcast? Are no. Are we supposed to be going into... No, this is, this is our new format. <laughs> trying to spice things up here a little bit. What's the Kramer new format? <laughs> Scandals and animals? Yeah. <laughs> That's us. The sex acts and something. We haven't come up with a phrase for it yet, but <laughs> they give the impressions of it's him doing something to her, which I don't think Lily would turn anything like that down, unless it was with a toy. But then why would the guy want to be the one to do it? You would think it would be then, in that case, her doing something to him. And there's only one thing I can d- think of in that case. It goes back to butt stuff, but it would be much further away from the losing your virginity. Theme. I feel like this is something that also came up in Friends. Uh, was it Friends? The chart that Monica made, the one, two, no, three? No, there was something Anna Ferris was on, but I don't think... Well, there was a thing with Anna Ferris where... She wasn't sure who the dad was, yeah. but it turned out that with one of the guys, you can't get pregnant that way. And I think the implication there was butt stuff. Right. But that's not what I'm thinking of. There was something else that was kind of like the, that, like, oh, you know, so-and-so gets to do that. But I, I don't think it was that. Now that you say it that way, it sort of sounds familiar, but I'm not, I'm not going to get there. Yeah, just cut all that out. I can't think of it. All right. We'll just have a quick, um, Katie knows that Robin lost her virginity at 16 because she left her diary in the room and Barney immediately offers $10,000 for the diary. Yeah. Which is a weird, I'm not entirely sure what Barney's trying to get from that. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a lot of money and... Like, is it just to hear this bad lose your virginity story? Like, what does he think is in there? I could get it if there was a whole bunch of incidents of sex <laughs> taken down. That's still way too much to pay for that. But, yeah, we know Barney has money to blow. Katie, Katie says that this is going to happen. I've already put it on MySpace, on my MySpace page. And I don't understand that, what she, like, announced. Going to lose my virginity. Right. Going to let my boyfriend get it in this weekend for yeah, the first time. I, yeah, it's sort of a weird line. I don't think anyone does. Have you ever seen anyone put something so explicit I mean, on MySpace or Facebook? I was already out of college when MySpace and Facebook became things, so I don't know what teenagers 
did early on. I would. I don't know. I don't know what they do now. I, I don't know that teenagers are even on Facebook <laughs> these days. I think it's all us old people. But I, I don't know. Maybe they put it on TikTok. Who knows? Uh, I don't even know what TikTok is. I keep hearing about it, though. I don't really know what it is. It's a thing. <laughs> it's an app that has videos. You're so lame. I mean... So if any of our young millennial listeners... No, not even millennials. Gen Z? Is that what you guys are? <laughs> we have a lot of young listeners, according to yeah, our, what are you guys using our now Spotify for... demographics. I think you're supposedly Gen Z. Are you using TikTok? If you are, whatever how? you are, tell us what your generation is called and what this app is that we don't know. And then if you're telling people about losing your virginity on it, but don't tell us; we don't need to know the details. Or if you want, want to call us on your rotary dial, <laughs> we'll be standing by the phone. You can send us an electronic mail. Let me go turn on our fax machine in the case. <laughs> okay, Robin. We, we find out Rob... Go ahead. I was going to say, well, so Katie says, you know, she put it up on her MySpace page, and then she, you know, kind of storms off saying she needs a clove. I never... <laughs> I never was around anyone smoking clove cigarettes. I didn't really know what they were. I remember people doing... I can't remember if it was high school or college, but I do remember people smoking those. I mean, did, did they have tobacco in them? It was just a cigarette that... But the... I don't remember what the point of them were. I don't know if it was tobacco or if it was something else. Okay. I, I don't... I was never a smoker, really, so... I mean, I smoked cigarettes, but I, no one around me ever smoked cloves, and yet I feel like I've heard of it. <laughs> and I, like, Willie, really, like, remnant, like, oh, remember cloves? And then Robin gets really mad, like, no! <laughs> this can't happen, this is my little sister, no remember cloves. People start saying when their first time was. Robin was 16, Ted 17, Lily and Marshall were both 18 with each other. They joke that Barney, what were you, like 12? And Barney, you know, gets very flustered. And he starts to talk. He says that he was whatever Ted was, 17. Right. And then he starts talking about his first time. It was when he was at a camp in the Catskills. And the Catskills, yeah, look it up. (laughs) And he was a teacher there. Well, what did you teach? Dance. Maybe you've heard of it. And... Then he starts going into the dirty dancing theme. Um, then we get Barney hyperimposed over what would have been Patrick Swayze uh, into a dirty dancing scene. That uh, and they do the exact choreography that was mm-hmm. done in the actual movie. And I'd love to see this like side by side to see did they put just his head over it or yeah, I, I it looks a little awkward. Out. It's hard to tell. I think it's him in front of blue screen. They do such a good job of this. Yeah. Like, even he looks like, you know, they make the film similar on, on his face, the grittiness of mm-hmm. what it would look like in the 90s. Or it's the 80s. Yeah, it's the 80s. Yeah. You were probably too funny. young when Dirty Dancing came out to, like, have really been part of that yeah. popular explosion. Yeah. Now, I remember hearing about it, but yeah, I was little... Yeah, I remember, I want to say it's like the summer after 6th or 7th grade for me, where we probably watched it like once a week. Oh, really? On video at our friend's house after like swim practice, we'd go back. You want to watch Dirty Dance again? Yeah. That's funny. We try and do the dance moves. So yeah, if you were in like 6th or 7th grade. Yeah, me and my guy friends. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, if you were sixth or seventh grade, I was probably like five. We hear about Lily and Marshall's first time. <laughs> oh, they they do call Barney out for hey, that's right. that's dirty dancing. All right, so we get to Lily and Marshall's first time, and Lily says, you know, they're in bed in college. Lily says they should wait. Marshall, when she says she wants to wait, Marshall's gives this enormous <laughs> exhale, like he's you know really itching. Um, she said, you know, maybe they should get a place at the beach, New Year's Eve, which I guess is kind of maybe far out. <laughs> right. The way Marshall responds to that. And they could have classical music. And, and Marshall's like, no, <laughs> that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's where we get the call back. And they seem to agree on it. And then they kind of cut to 12 minutes later. <laughs> Oops. And want to do it again. And then we get a great... Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Flash to Ted on the bottom bunk. On the top bunk. Oh, that's right. He's on the top bunk. They're on the bottom bunk. Um, <laughs> they say they did it again. Yeah, so we said we were sorry. So why'd you do it again? <laughs> that's right. Now, my freshman year, I had a roommate in the room. That was the only year in college that I had to share a room with somebody. And I did have a girlfriend at the time. She went to a different school, so she'd only come down and visit, like, you know, once every six weeks or so, if that much. But then when I go to her dorm room, (laughs) so Matt and I had separate beds. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't bunk beds. They were separated. I think people, they could have been made into bunk beds. You could either do them separately or together. If you have bunk beds there, it gives you more room. Right. More space in the room. For activities. Yeah, so many activities. (laughs) But then you got to deal with if someone else has a guest. Right. You're feeling that movement just like Ted did. So when I stayed a few times in her dorm room, uh, she, was a, she was roommates with one of her high school friends who I kind of knew, got to know the summer before college. And we would do that in the room with her in the bed. And she yelled at, she didn't complain at the time, but she yelled at my girlfriend the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah, that's gross. Ah, uh, college. <laughs> Clove cigarettes. <laughs> Sex with other people stuff. in the room. All right. We go to Robin's flashback of her losing her virginity to her boyfriend, Brian, who kind of gets on top of her and rolls off within 10 seconds and says, yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> After saying, this feels so right. <laughs> and, you know, we're led to believe that, you know, this was a just-the-tip situation. Right. But it didn't seem like he would have even had time to do that. Like, they did so little body acting <laughs> to make you think that happened that I thought, by looking at it, nothing happened. So anyways, by the standard that we get from, in the end, from Lily and Marshall and all, that wouldn't have been her losing her virginity if we go by Lily's standard. Because right. that's exactly what happened with Lily and Scooter, probably even more. Because he didn't have to roll off and say, I'm gay. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. We don't really come back to that. So who knows who Robin's first time is? I guess everybody dictates their own rules. Well, and then when she tells the story, Lily immediately objects, like, that's not losing your virginity. Because mm-hmm. clearly she has something in her past that she doesn't want to let out. Right. And she's very defensive about it, which obviously, you know, Barney picks up on very quickly. I don't want to go past the fact that... Robin says she should have known that he was <laughs> gay. Signs. And there's a noise. First of all, the room, the bedroom they're in, you think it's her bedroom. Because mm-hmm. it's like all pink and, and 
orange and frilly and butterflies and when they hear a noise it, he goes oh I think my mom's home right. so now we know it's his room and yeah that was good that was a nice touch mm-hmm. Marshall guesses that it is Scooter that Lily's trying to was this our first that we're hearing about Scooter no Scooter's been in the show has he yeah remember they were at prom and right okay That's she's right, breaking right, right. up with him right okay but so it might only be the second one. Right. So Marshall is just devastated because, you know, they're Marshall and Lily. When people see them, they say, you know, like, they've only had sex with each other. And Barney corrects them. No. When people look at you, they say, look at them. They've only had sex with each other. <laughs> and <laughs> Marshall starts essentially slut-shaming Lily. You know, you've had sex with twice as many people as I have. Knew you were too good at it. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> Katie wants to leave to go see Kyle, and Robin pleads that she does not do this, and Katie shoots back, you know, how many, or, or Robin says, you know, wait until it's somebody special, or, you know, You even, should only, yeah, you should only be having sex with somebody who's special to you. Or someone that you're in love with, and Katie turns around and says, you know, how many of the hundreds of guys you slept with <laughs> have you, did you have feelings for? Um, like, for example... Do you love Ted? And tries to throw in the spotlight there. Right. Well, Robin had different levels of feeling for each of the very reasonable number of people that she's been with. Well, we know it's not hundreds because right. she's read her list to, <clears throat> not read, but <laughs> right. recited her list to Ted. And so you got to imagine it's tens. Yeah, it's a reasonable number. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm going I'm to say less than 50. <laughs> I know that's really high still, but... I mean, I don't know. Everybody has their own standards of, you know, what's high for them. Oh, I don't care. I don't want to, yeah. I don't, it could, it could <laughs> I have don't, been hundreds. I don't our, judge her. Yeah, our podcast is not going to cast aspersions on the number of people you No, know. I celebrate. <laughs> I celebrate that kind of activity. Okay. Robin and Ted sidebar. Ted's like, you don't have to say, I love you. You know, d- d- don't worry about it. And... There's a little back and forth here, and she ends up calling him an I love you slut. <laughs> right. And so he takes his I love you back and gives it to some random man walking by. And that, like, makes his whole day. He was yeah, about he was to go jump. jump. I don't think you can jump off the Empire State Building. I think they I had some pretty <laughs> pretty tall fences there that prevent right. you from being able to do that. But I, I didn't like the I take it back. I didn't like that, except for that it set up the joke with the jumper. I mm. thought that was pretty good. But... Take that out. I didn't, I didn't think that was funny dialogue. Wow. Uh, I liked it. Marshall's still really bothered by the scooter thing. And they start to do a Empire State Building comparison. You know, they're just in the lobby. That doesn't mean they're in the Empire State Building. <laughs> and then Marshall asks the guy who was going to be the jumper, uh, can you tell me how to get to the Empire State Building? He says, we're in it. Sir, you are brilliant and... You're very wise and brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. I'm having the best day. (laughs) So good on Ted and Marshall inadvertently, you know, helping this guy recognize the value of life. We start to go into a weird fantasy of the narrator, Ted, telling his kids that she did have sex and she got pregnant and she had three kids and Kyle left her and... She died an alcoholic and... (laughs) It was sort of a strange sequence that I think was probably not very necessary. I mean, he's talking to his teenage kids who are probably close to Katie's age, so I think 
maybe it makes sense for him to be like, sex is bad, don't ever do it. Yeah. When she's like looking in, looking like a trailer park mom of three, that's really where I thought she looked like Mila Kunis because the Mila Kunis character in, you'll barely remember this because she wasn't in a lot of it, but in, remember the movie Date Night, Tina Fey and Steve mm-hmm. Carell? And they're trying to track down the the couple that whose reservation they stole. Right. And it's it's Mila Kunis and James Franco. Right. And she's looking like all dirty and slutty and <laughs> not slutty, just like a lot of black around her eyes. Eyeliner. Yeah, heavy, heavy <laughs> eyeliner, but in a street kind of way. That's that. That also reminded me of Mila Kunis. Gotcha. You, are you seeing this? Are you yeah, with no. me here? Okay. Okay. We're at the apartment. Robin walks in to tell the gang that Katie didn't do it. And it was partially because of how Ted helped. So Ted, back in the Empire State Building, pulls Katie aside. And I kind of like how she says, do you have another fun fact for me, Ted? <laughs> right. It was very casual and sort of a... A light joke, mm-hmm. but I like the way she delivered it. She's good in this. Yep. It's sort of endearing, like, you know, her poking Ted like that. Right. So he says no, but then gives her the fun fact anyway, that it was seven million man hours to build the 102-story testament to human will. <laughs> <laughs> so she sticks up for Kyle, says he's a really nice guy. He could have cheated on me with my lab partner, but he said he didn't because he said I'd find out. Ted thought that was gallant. So Ted tells her his story of losing his virginity. Uh, He's with a girl, and he says that he loves her, and she says she loves him too. I'm sorry, no, that's right. This is the the fake story. He says, she said, I love you, and he says, I love you too, and then they have sex. Then he says, I got to go. His cousin has illegal firecrackers, so he's going to go set them off in the woods. Um, she says, will you call me? He says, yes. But he didn't. And then he borrows 20 bucks, says he'll pay her back. But he didn't. <laughs> this was all in telling Katie that, you know, even a guy like him. Yeah. 17-year-old boys are the worst, and they will lie and say whatever. And so I guess that gets through to her. And so she told Kyle she wanted to wait, and he dumped her. So he's a garbage teenage boy. And then... <laughs> Robin wants to watch like Disney films with her or the 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 Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid and I like how she says or with and have some Yoo Hoo and she says, Can you add some Kahlua to that Yoo Hoo? Don't tell mom. <laughs> well, I mean that was a callback to when they were at the airport and Robin was telling Willie, like, Oh, this is just like when she used to come home from kindergarten and then we would watch Little Mermaid and drink Yoo Hoo. Although that doesn't track because later on we find out that Robin doesn't like kids. and In fact, even when she was a kid, she didn't like kids. And they do a flashback yeah, to her <laughs> and her little sister's like, will you have a tea party with me and my dolls? <laughs> and Robin, little young Robin says, you know, I have to do schoolwork all day. I come home. I need to have time to relax to myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess we haven't decided that about Robin yet. Mm-hmm. Ted then fesses up what the real story was, and it's the exact opposite. Right. The woman in it, or the girl, his partner, she sort of reminds me of a young Pamela Adlin. She's got sort of that raspy voice. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. 
you guys don't know who Pamela Adlin is, uh, we highly recommend the show Better Things. Although, depending on your age, demographic. yeah, if do it if you're a parent, watch it if you're a parent. If you're not a parent, you're not going to enjoy it. Okay, back at the Empire State Building, after Ted tells her that story, Robin tells Ted that she loves him, and then he responds with "I'm gay" as a joke. <laughs> right? I didn't care for that. No, for, not for any reason. I just didn't think it was very funny. Uh, I thought it was cute. Yeah, call back to you know Robin's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, she lost her I love you, Ginity. It's cute. The next day they are back in the Empire State Building. Marshall mentions that, you know, I can't, it's great that we're finally getting to do this. Someone says, we, we were here yesterday. And he said, but that doesn't count. So that he <laughs> yeah. just argued against his own point. They get on the elevator. Ted starts another fun fact, gets pushed off. I thought that was kind of cheesy, but Ted's sort of embarrassed look after he got pushed off and the way he reacts to it, I thought, was kind of a funny. It's a nice mm-hmm. save. Yep. All right, in the last scene, we're back at McLaren's, and they finally get... Bar- Barney says, oh, you know, let me tell you the real story of having lost my virginity. And then he runs through different stories that <laughs> right. gets called out to be Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Risky Business, War Games, which didn't have a sex scene in it. <laughs> well, and it's funny that... I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they saw the video of Barney, and he had talked about how him and Shannon were going to wait till they were married, and he had already graduated college, so they had to have known that he was at least 22. That's a good point. I'm surprised no one says anything, because when they were calling him out for being like 12. Right. Wow. I completely missed that. He said he was 23, and it was with his mom's friend Rhonda. She kept calling him Barry, his... <laughs> his pillow, his sheet smelled like menthol cigarettes for a while afterwards. Uh, we get to actually see this. Mm-hmm. So we get to look forward to meeting Rhonda, the man maker. <laughs> and then Marshall throws him a bone and says, Why don't you tell us about that story about how you lost your virginity in the Catskills? And he says, Baby and her family spent every summer at the, Kel- at the Kellermans. Her family did not approve of me. Now, did anybody put baby in a corner? No, they didn't. <laughs> I like that ending. Yeah. I had the time of my life. All right. Where do you think this is ranked? Well, and I'm still very like a little bit confused about how he's using this as his first time, because if he's the Swayze character, it wasn't his first time. <laughs> yes, that, that is correct. <laughs> um, but that really doesn't matter in this, in his telling of this story. He also doesn't say, you know, he was... Well, I get your point. I don't think it matters, though. He wasn't trying to be baby in the story. I know. That's the point. So it couldn't have been his first time. Well, none of these stories would have been. It wasn't the boy who lost his virginity in Fast Times at Richmond High. It was in Risky Business. I don't know. Have I seen Fast Times at Richmond High? I don't know. It's one of those movies that would have made you watch at some point. Definitely never seen Risky Business. I've never seen War Games. I have no, <laughs> I have no point of context for any of these. Except I've seen all of them. But anyway, all right. So where this ranked, what am I doing here? Just picking a random number? No, uh, you know, you could say it's in the 30s, the 80s, the over if it's If you think it's over 100, just say over 100 because at that point, who cares? going to say 50s. Close. It's in the 60s. I have it at number 62. Okay. IMDb has it at 8.2. So, you know, 
Same kind of thing. You know, they have it in the medium range. I have it a little higher up. What's your favorite joke? Um, I didn't write a favorite joke. I liked all of them. Ew. <laughs> What's the point of the segment if you're not going to participate? Mine is not a joke, but the scene with the dirty dancey scene with him and and uh, baby singing to each other. <laughs> okay. I thought that was really well done, and I, I, I laughed really hard, even knowing it was coming. <laughs> but when he goes back and does the guitar thing, mm-hmm. do, 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 do. <laughs> he does it exactly like, like, like Patrick Swayze does it in that scene. So good. Yeah. Well, I'm not entirely convinced that they didn't just superimpose his head on Patrick Swayze. Yeah, it could be. I, you know, I didn't kind of check his page. Swayze had like pretty good arms in that movie. Mm-hmm. They actually had some pretty good muscle tone. And I don't think Neil Patrick Harris, he's not bad, but he'd also be a lot paler than Swayze. Swayze sort of had a decently tan complexion in general. True. Where Barty would normally be somewhat pale. Well, I think he spray tans or something for the show, or yeah, his character might spray tan. I'm not sure. Hmm. Maybe I, I didn't read the notes of the episode, so I wonder if that trick is in there. I, I read a few. I didn't see anything that made any real reference to how that was shot. Hmm. Okay. All right. So that was my favorite. I guess you didn't. If you didn't write a favorite, you probably didn't write a least favorite. I mean, I already said my least favorite was that like marriage joke that Barney had at the beginning. Okay. I. I think my least favorite is probably Ted's response of I'm gay when she says I love you. It just, it wasn't horrible, but didn't do it for me. Okay. Tell people where they'll find us. People can find us at runklerecaps.com, at runklerecaps on Twitter, at underscore how I met your podcast underscore on Instagram, and you can always email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Next week, we are going to be covering the episode Columns. Which brings us back to uh, him and Druthers again. <laughs> Do you remember anything else going on in that episode? No. There's got to be a Lily Marshall yeah, I'm sure story, there's a that story too. in there somewhere. All right, now, well. The only thing I remember of that one is Brian Cranston wearing Robin's shoes. <laughs> oddly small feet, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a good episode. I love the Ted stuff in it, but I just know there's got to be a Marshall Lily thing, and I'm not remembering what it is. Is there I, a kindergarten? thing to it is that the one where like no that's like the Super Bowl where the kid like blackmails them right (laughs) Hmm. I can't think of it oh yeah we'll see it'll be a pleasant surprise next week I guess there's also gotta be a Barney thing we'll see alright we'll tune in next week Jen and I uh, gonna finish out our 4th of July celebration by going meeting my cousin in the woods for some illegal firecrackers that he bought. We're going to set them off. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) So see you guys next week. Bye, everybody.